This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is the Bama Online Podcast, this one on a Monday, May the 10th, 2021. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BOL, joined by Tim Watt, Site Publisher there, of course, at BOL. And some big news over the weekend, Tim Watts is Henry Toa Toa, the Tennessee transfer, the inside linebacker who has made 22 starts for the Vols. Over the last two years, announces via social media that his next stop is Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where he expects to compete immediately in a in a very, 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 very talented inside linebacker room uh, with the likes of Christian Harris, Jalen Moody, some really strong young players that we saw in the spring on a day. Uh, Tim, watch your initial reaction to the news that Henry Toa Toa is moving on to Tuscaloosa. You know, I don't think it's a huge surprise. We've covered this since he asked for his transfer a little bit before that Alabama would be tough to beat. Uh, everything we talked to, people that recruited him, other coaching staffs in the past, uh, we knew his situation. We knew Alabama was in really good shape here. And then his dad went on the record with Hank South and said as much. And he went, you know, he went a little quiet after that, but he did say that he was – uh, relying on Nick Saban to be a big part of the recruiting process and help guide him. And, uh, you know, it, and it makes sense when you look at it. I mean, Alabama was in a heated battle to begin with. Uh, uh, he officially visited Alabama, Tennessee, Washington, I think, and maybe Utah. And I feel like USC was in there somewhat. So that was his finalist. But it really is more of an SEC battle. Jeremy Pruitt who we all know is really good at finding a guy. And when he relates to a guy – it's, even if he doesn't get him, he builds a pretty strong bond there. So Alabama, at the end, got beat out. The depth chart looked a little deeper, but it was a huge loss at the time. Alabama went a couple years with uh, not as much depth at the inside linebacker position as we're used to seeing. So, um, yeah, so it turns, flips around. He commits. Not a surprise. We knew he was waiting, at least wanting to go to Alabama, waiting on that SEC rule, the transfer rule, to see if he'd be eligible, if he'd have to sit out a year. I think he's got some assurances that he thinks it's going to pass, and he decided to go ahead, ahead and commit. I know there was a lot of smoke. I don't know where it came from, to be honest, but a lot of smoke with Ohio State. Uh, the yeah, last- we talked about that a couple couple pods ago, uh, about maybe Ohio State being a bigger factor in all this. But at the time, you – you were pretty adamant that you didn't necessarily think, get where that was coming from. Well, I think uh, Hope Springs Eternal and some <laughs> on the internet and Twitter, but I think Ohio State probably is a huge factor if he can't go to an SEC school and be eligible. Um, obviously, Ohio State's a really good program, and, 
played in the national championship game and they hold their own. But I think Alabama was always his first choice. And if the SEC hadn't ruled or, or he didn't feel this rule was going to be passed, it could have changed things significantly. Significantly, And obviously Ohio State could have been the school he looked at. I'd heard Michigan mentioned too to some degree, but I think it was always Alabama for the most part as long as um, – he felt that rule was going to pass. Yeah, you mentioned that interview with Hank South, and that was – it's been a yeah. couple, three months ago now that Hank had that interview with uh, Mr. Toa Toa and uh, very revealing in his comments, uh, essentially saying that we weren't going to make the same mistake twice uh, with the second opportunity to sort of get Henry in a position where not only he can be – exposed uh not that he necessarily needs that he's been very good in his two years at tennessee but also from a developmental standpoint you know and and henry's a very talented guy but i think we all understand just like some guys at alabama has had the last couple years christian harris there's been room for growth no doubt about it ironically in all this too tim is the fact that toa toa going to tennessee probably expedited I would say the development of Christian Harris a couple of years ago, because when you had the injuries to Moses and McMillan and you had those newcomers and Harris and Shane Lee, uh, if Toa Toa ends up in Tuscaloosa initially, maybe we don't see one of those guys as much. I would think in 2019. Yeah, I think Craig, you know, remember Christian played different positions in high school. I don't know anybody who expected him to come in and play right away at linebacker. Uh, outside of him and some of the Alabama staff, but overall, when you saw him, he had to, you know, he's changing positions. He had to bulk up. Uh, there was a lot of questions, not as him as a player. He was athletically was great. We loved right. him, great time, all that. But as his learning curve, I mean, you go from a defensive back to a linebacker in the SEC that quick. But yeah, you're right. I mean, if Henry comes here, uh, I think it changes a little bit the dynamics and the curve for some of those guys. And obviously, you know, it's a win-win because Alabama survived the last couple of years, not too bad off. And they get a guy that's going to come in, it's going to impact. And again, you know, we talked about this. I can't say this enough because we were so right. That 2018 team that lost to Clemson, there was no competition in a lot of the positions, especially mm-hmm. defense. You had guys that knew they it did, they weren't going to be pushed. There was nobody close behind them. I think the Alabama staff realized that can never happen again. Uh, we saw this last year with a lot of competition, a lot of guys pushing uh, for, for playing time and pushing the guys ahead of them. So I think you're seeing that now, and it's a good situation for Alabama. You you know, everybody is, you know, it's not really an either or. You know, you can be the starting inside backer and, you know, still have another guy get significant playing time. So I expect Jalen Moody, Henry Toa Toa. I'm going to be surprised if Deontay Lawson don't find his way on the field. Um, obviously, Christian Harris and some of those other guys. So, it's a really good situation for Alabama to be in. Yes, it is. And you talk about big winners and all of this. Well, you got to start. You got to start with Pete Golding, don't you? Uh, it's kind of been the Pete Golding redemption tour here in the last six or eight months, and not only in terms of the 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 quality of play at his position of uh, emphasis, which is those inside linebackers, but the defense as a whole. And, you know, to be able to add this type of piece and understanding that Jalen Moody is very much on the rise uh, and going into his fourth year in the program and understanding that Christian Harris could be a first round pick as early 
as the 2022 NFL draft, uh, you mentioned it. You got to go back to really 2016, 2017 to find this level of competition that Pete Golding's going to have to his benefit as well. Yeah, and there's a couple of class there. When you look back, the inside linebacker position had some misses. And the Kobe Dean, who went to Georgia, Henry, who went to Tennessee, some defensive line deficiencies. So a lot of that defense changed. And I know we defended Pete. Heck, I got accused several times on the message board of being a Pete apologist. I wasn't an apologist. I was a realist. And a Pete Alex, apologist. That's got to be a username. That should. It, we don't have a BOL user with Pete apologist. For his username or her I'm username? I'm changing mine in the admin right now. Dang, man. Dang. I wish I had thought of that. That's a great one. Well, the thing about it is, is Alabama's <laughs> talent level on defense was not the same that we were used to seeing. It wasn't particularly even good. I mean, you could tell by the drafts a couple years in a row where they didn't really have a lot of guys drafted. Um, even this year, this team, you had a couple guys. You had Barmore. You had – Pats retained, but mainly it's still offensive guys. Now, in the future, what are we going to see in 2023? Uh, I think you're going to see the, the, the 2022 draft or whatever year be. Will Anderson's draft, I think you'll see a lot more defensive guys. So Alabama mm-hmm. had to upgrade in talent. He was young and learning on the job. I knew Nick Saban believed in him. Everybody around us said Nick Saban believed in him. So this it has been a, a uh, victory tour um, finishing out the second half of the season because if you remember what happened after the Ole Miss game, Mm-hmm. Which was insane. Which was an insane game. I need to go back and watch that. I've seen it twice. I'd like to see it a third time. But uh, since that point on, Alabama's continuously got better. Next year's defense should be pretty solid. They've got good defensive players coming in. And you know, the one thing you got to like, you sort of got to laugh at. You look at Alabama's recruiting class, which was the best all time ever from a ranking standpoint, and then you add Jamison Winston. I mean, Jameson Winston. We did not add Jameson Winston. Trying yeah. to go back and retro add Jameis. I was literally reading yeah. about the Saints quarterback room this morning. So it's, <laughs> it's not a quarterback room. It's a fullback room. Oh, I'm going to pull a Jameson Winston with Jameson Williams it's myself. Tough. It's just a matter of time, Tim. It's Don't feel bad about tough. that one. But Alabama gets the number one class in the country. Then they add you know, Henry Toa Toa and they add Jameson Williams. Uh, two guys that I think the staff feels. And, hey, if they're adding guys in the transfer portal – it's the same thing I said about commitments at this stage for the uh, the next class. If they're adding guys, they feel 100% confident on these guys because there hadn't even been camps yet. So if they're adding Jamison Henry, I think you, you know they feel like they can be impact guys next year. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break here on the Bama Online Podcast when we come back. We'll get more in depth into the inside linebacker situation at Alabama as it sits following the commitment of Henry Toa Toa. To the Crimson Tide, could there be more additions to this 2021 group as we look ahead to the summer months? We'll ask Tim about that, and Nick Saban tried to tell these people, you keep messing with these rules, you keep changing things, maybe the Blue Bloods are going to become even more wealthy as a result. We'll talk with Tim about that and a whole lot more when the Bama Online Podcast returns right after this. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. 
Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back with more of the Bama Online Podcast. We're talking Henry Toa Toa on this midday Monday edition of the pod. Tim Watts, site publisher, with yours truly, Travis Ryer. And so let's get into it a little bit. You outlined, Tim, some of the names at Inside Linebacker beyond Christian Harris, beyond even Jalen Moody, and now Henry Toa Toa. And I spent some time breaking down the inside linebacker position over the weekend. I went back, watched the A-Day game, and I know you've been high on this guy, and I was – I became especially high on Deontay Lawson myself after getting to see him in a playoff game last December. But, man, watching A-Day again and watching Deontay Lawson working alongside uh, Jalen Moody uh, in that scrimmage, I'm not going to say that that this team is, is, is built in a way that it can afford to lose Christian Harris for an extended period of time. What I'm saying is that if something like that happens, a la 2019, like it did with Dylan Moses and Josh McMillan, I think this next Alabama defense and this next group of Alabama inside linebackers is better equipped to deal with it. If it, if it comes down to something like that. Yeah, I love Lawson. Saw him early in the process, and uh, junior year film was good. His senior year was just fantastic. He's one of those guys. Him and Jalen Milrow were probably the two guys that I enjoyed most. You know, season was closed. You know, as far as visitors for the most part, so I watched it on a high school app. But I loved watching those two guys play. I loved watching them make play. Obviously, plays. Obviously, the class is loaded with guys. Lawson's just that big guy. You see him on offense. You know, I had coaches talking to me about. Uh, tight end position for him in the SEC. So this is that kind of athlete he is. They they felt that he could shift over there. Be I mean, he was. If you watched him, he's a load carrying the ball. Obviously, at Alabama, those guys tend to end up on defense. Um, and when you saw him in the spring game, I don't know if everybody had this reaction. I'm assuming they did. But when I first saw him on the field, he reminded me so much of C.J. Mosley. It was crazy. Just the cut, the build, how he moved. Um he reminded me so much of CJ, who's uh, who's one of my favorite linebackers ever at Alabama. So obviously a guy that can come into play. Demoy Kennedy flashed a little bit. We knew mm-hmm. he had a red shirt. We knew he was probably going to need, likely going to red shirt and need a little bit of weight, a little bit of muscle, a little bit of thickening up. And he certainly looks better and he flashed. And then Jackson Bratton, we can't forget about him. He's a guy that's going to cause some havoc. He runs well. He's a big, strong kid. I think on short yardage situations, I don't know if he'll have to contribute, but I think he could con- contribute right now. So a lot of talent, more coming in. They have a 20, uh, 22 commitment. Woodyard, the linebacker from uh, uh, Mobile, he's another guy. Robert is another guy built from this same mold, inside linebacker, inside linebacker, make plays. And, you know, I saw the discussion saying, will Henry take Moody spot or whatever, they can rotate these guys. It's a long football game. I mean, you get up to 85, 90 plays now, the way people run. Um, you can't go without an inside backer. or They're just going to run on you over and over and over. So have those guys fresh, have those guys rotating in those live bodies. And you know the thing about it is when you're rotating people, those guys that come in are so hungry to make an impact, you know, you get that extra effort than you do just, you know, 60 minutes of pure football starting. Yeah, those inside linebackers in a defense like Alabama's, 
middle linebacker, weak side linebacker, once a guy's been in a program like Alabama's, and that's where the background with Pruitt at Tennessee will be beneficial, I think, with Toa Toa going to Alabama. It's pretty seamless with those uh, two systems and, of course, going back to the common denominator, which is Nick Saban on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, When you have experienced guys, they can play either spot. So you're looking at a three-man rotation between the Mike and the Will. And also, because of that experience, you're probably going to be comfortable with either third- or fourth-year guys being able to make the calls. So you're not worried about the mental aspect or the communication aspect when you're talking about a guy like Moody going into his fourth year, third-year guys like Christian Harris and Henry Toa Toa. So those things should work very much in favor of a potential rotation there at inside linebacker. And you hit on some of those young guys, and we talked about it on the podcast in the past. The mistake some of us often make is we forget about second-year guys. I'm with you. I thought DeMoy Kennedy showed some really good things in the 8A game. Jackson Bratton can absolutely thump between the tackles. I think he's still developing outside the tackle box. He showed some good things in that regard on a day had a couple of struggles in space at times, but uh, the pipeline is absolutely loaded. When you, when you consider again, that in the spring game, Tim, no Christian Harris, no Shane Lee. And to the casual observer, you probably went away. If you fit that mold thinking, man, these guys are loaded at linebacker and two of their top three or four guys weren't on the field uh, on April 17th. Yeah, I think overall, this is the defense. When you watch them, they're really fun to watch. I mean, guys, I mean, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to get burned on stuff. But you got so many athletes out there competing. And, you know, the thing is, even the eyeball test, if you look at Alabama team, even in the 18 and 19, it didn't have the same look as the team no. 15 and 16. And this team, when this team walked on the field, they had the look. So physically, they passed the get off the bus test. They looked apart. Um, Obviously, most of them, you know, have the talent to play the part. So completely different vibe. Two-year run that was a little bit a little bit shaky, starting with Clemson, all the coaches out the door. So, But I think this situation is in a total flip situation from what happened that year. 2019, you also have to consider you were at the end of that run with Quinnen Williams, Deron Payne, uh, Ashawn Robinson, those kind of war daddies up front, too. So – you weren't just playing true freshmen at inside linebacker in 2019. They were essentially sitting ducks because you were transitioning up front as well. You were having to play DJ Dale as an injured true freshman for much of that 2019 season. So uh, that's going to look good to Henry Toa Toa as well. This experienced defensive front that he'll be working behind going to be a little bit different look than what he experienced up in Knoxville, especially, you know, I bet this guy's going to be pretty excited too. I mean, there's a lot of promise when, when they went to Tennessee, that thing got sideways so quick. Um, It's probably been a little shock for, you know, for many of the players at Tennessee, everything that's went down so fast. So to get here, to get in a program that's pretty stable to have one year, to, you know, likely one year to come in and handle your business. You know, and again, I talked to SEC coaches not affiliated with Alabama, and they all said it will – I mean, people that know Alabama, but they all said that the, the, the transition should be very 
uh, seamless because he's been basically playing in that system already. Yeah, and he knows absolutely. He knows that system already, and he knows you know Pruitt's probably you know he's probably cut a little you know very similar to Saban in his coaching style. So there's not going to be a whole lot of uh, differential there. So probably probably the best fit he can make as far as him wanting to come in and be a one and done. Um, well, he'd be a three and done, but I wanted done at Alabama and get to that next level. And, um, yeah, big pickup for Alabama. No doubt about it. Now, Tim, uh, what are you thinking moving forward now? Obviously the transfer portal, as I like to say, stays lit. So it's hard to project, hard to predict what could or could happen because it works both ways. We've seen Alabama, here in recent weeks, a couple of defensive players have hit the transfer portal, moving on from Alabama. Alabama, meanwhile, has worked it to its advantage now, both at wide receiver and inside linebacker. Uh, is this going to be more of a continued cherry pick type situation, you think, for Nick Saban? Or do you think it could be something that you know picks up in terms of the interest of Nick Saban because of the one-time transfer rule? Uh, I think they're probably pretty close to done. I, I will say that it, I think it depends who ends the enters the portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama's obviously not going to turn down players they think that can help them. They did that since Nick Saban's been here from his first recruiting class, finding you know a lot of role players that he flipped that that turned out to be key players on the national championship team. So I think it just depends. I mean, this class when you look at needs, they're pretty steady uh, across the board. They didn't have a lot inside linebacker would have been one. Um, a proven veteran at wide receiver with speed was another. So it makes sense. They took those guys. And I do think it's not, I wouldn't call it a revolving door, but the transfer portal, you know, that old saying, what goes up must come down. Well, the portal is what goes in. Something's got to come out. Right. Then somebody's going to go out. You're going to see teams that take five guys in the portal. In most cases are going to lose five guys, four guys, three guys, whatever. They're going to lose guys. So there will be guys coming in and hey, this is, you know, they're smart football. Uh, you know, a lot of I think the path is going to be similar to what we saw with Jalen with the transfer portal. If you're in a spot, you're a good football player and you're behind somebody, if you're blocked off by somebody, go somewhere where you can play. I don't think Alabama would fault any kid for going somewhere to get playing time. And uh, I think, you know, I think that's the situation we've seen with Brandon Turnage. And some of the other guys, pretty solid players, just, you know, fell behind a little bit. Alabama brought in some, you know, some really good freshmen, and, you know, already had some good safeties on campus. So Brandon making his move out there, um, you know, makes sense. JT Tui Ma'o, you knew I had to say it just to get the name in there, but he's still out there. Every time. Yes, he is. Lehman the top Lawrence. five defensive end from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, what are we thinking? Uh, we heard a lot of Ohio State with Henry Toa That ended up being Alabama. Uh, we've heard a lot of Ohio State with JTT. Is is that maybe more, you think, Ohio State's way? Or, or is Alabama really in this thing as late as we are in the process? I think Alabama's dead in it. I think the fact that he's going to take – if he takes all of his visits as he planned to do, and I don't have any, don't know any reason why he wouldn't if he's waited this long. Uh, I definitely think Alabama's in it. Ohio State's in it. I don't think you can rule out the West Coast teams, and this is completely me speculating. Um, you know, everybody said he wants to leave the West Coast. He wants to leave the West Coast. Well, three of the five schools he's visiting are in the West Coast. Um, so maybe there is a little bit of lore of staying close to home. Uh, but definitely Alabama, definitely Ohio State are in the mix. Ohio State's been in there early. 
Alabama was in it, got a little quiet. Nick Saban got involved and, and pushed probably close to the top, if not to the top at one point. I think it's pretty stagnant right now with, with everything else going on. You have a you know a kid that wants to take visits, so those visits are going to be really important. Um, so I think Alabama's dead in the mix. I'd be too early for me to call anything as far as a – a, uh, where I think he's going, I would give Alabama and Ohio State the slight edge over the U.S. over the Western, uh, the West Coast guys. Though, speaking of coast, uh, you're headed up the East Coast here in a few days, so uh, we'll see how all this keeps moving. Uh, but uh, we we'll got the uh, Clark, the Gri- the Griswolds, as I call them, instead of the Griswolds. Uh, New York yeah. City and D.C. Sen- the senior senior trip. All of us are going. Nice. We're excited. The weather's good. We'll hit Fenway on Friday, which will be pretty awesome. With Otani, they're playing Otani and Trout, the Angels. So nice. Boston's just an easy town to walk. New York's got so much to do. Boston's just pretty sort of centralized and pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, different mm-hmm. pace than New York City. Although we now are, are y'all are y'all mans? Are, will you do the mass transit? Will you use the T in Boston and the subways? And you um, got to, don't you? We with, have with that effort. with that type of crew. We've never. Are you just, or do you just limo? Do you just limo tour everything, Tim? Is that, I that how you roll? To fly in and pick me up, drive me three streets down. <laughs> drive me I don't even want to go up the escalators. No, we'll Uber most. Mostly we walk. We walk. I don't know. We keep up with it. It's always ten plus miles, whatever city we're in. We're used to it from New Orleans, so we're walking considerable amount. But we'll Uber to that area. But yeah, we'll go. We'll try the we'll try the subways a little bit. Chicago mm-hmm. is always easier for me than New York. I don't want to think on my on my uh, transportation. I just you just want to go. Yeah. I want to go, whether it be me driving or somebody else mm-hmm. driving. But we'll try it. We're gonna make our way over to Brooklyn. We'll we're gonna we're gonna see what we can do on that uh, subway. Plus, every movie I've ever seen with the subway, somebody got stabbed or it ran off the tracks and didn't know why. To save us, <laughs> uh, sure they're safe. As I've been too waiting. many movies, Tim. Too many movies, man. Tell me that subway's hauling butt. Denzel's trying. That might have been a train, but <laughs> I, think that, I think that was a train. Oh, so, right. uh, well, regardless, we'll catch up again soon. Get out of town. No telling what'll happen by Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, yeah. The Griswolds take the Northeast coming up here real soon. I drove to Boston once. Oh, jeez, man. It was awesome. Stopped in Baltimore, spent a night or it's two. It's a hall. Well, the I hall- don't think I don't think I've gotten all the way up to Boston. I've gotten to New Haven, Connecticut. That's it. That's well, we close, stopped, I think. Way back, I don't know what happened. I was possessed by the get home uh, lord, but uh, right. I drove from Boston here. We didn't stop. We didn't spend the night. I just drove the 17 hours. And, no sleep till Alabaster. Well, I was going to yeah. stop in Knoxville. I remember that. And I just hit a groove. <laughs> and I stopped in Knoxville and hit a crystal in some chocolate place at this really weird intersection where you actually look like huh. the wrong way. Oh, you look like you're going the wrong way. That The Tennessee guys can tell me which one it is. But I stopped and got crystals and chocolate and rode the five hours. Like, no just kept problem. rocking. Yeah, can't, can't beat that. You can't beat that combination. Uh, maybe uh, maybe we'll get you a dark chocolate dipped crystal sometime and bring it all together. That could that could rock your world. Hey Tim, appreciate the time, man. Big yeah. news with Henry Toa Toa as we outlined for you. Uh, very loaded inside linebacker room for Pete Golding, Ian Jackson, an early enrollee did some good things as well in the spring. So 
great, great situation for an already very talented and experienced defense for the 2021 season. Safe travels, Tim. I appreciate it, brother. There he goes, Tim Watts. I'm Travis Ryder thanking you once again for joining us here on the Bama Online Podcast. If you haven't already, how about a subscription to the Bama Online Podcast? It's simple, easy as a click or two. Leave us a rating and a review while you're there. We would appreciate that as well. Until next time, so long, everybody.